Hey there, I'm Becky, and welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. Today's episode is an author interview that I did in my membership book club, Literary Escape Society. If you enjoy hearing the behind the scenes story about your favorite books, you might want to join the Literary Escape Society. There'll be a link in the show notes if you'd like to check it out. I hope you enjoy the show. Hi there. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. So thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate this. So how did you become an author? Uh, well, that's a great way to start. May as well start at the beginning, huh? <laughs> yeah, actually, it's, um, it is sort of an interesting story. I, um, I have three children, three daughters. They're all adults now. And when they were little, I don't even know where the idea came from, but I had the idea of writing them a story for Christmas. Their names would be in the book, right? The, the adventures of this this little girl. And I so I did three different stories and I printed it out, wrapped them up in red ribbon and, and all that. And I don't even remember whether the kids even like the stories or not, but I really enjoyed doing it. Oh, how fun. So I thought, well, maybe I'd, you know, try my hand at writing. And I thought, um... I would take a course. I used to work for Royal Bank of Canada at that time. I hope they still do it now. They would pay for any adult education you wanted to take, right? It doesn't have to be related to your job or anything. So I thought I would take some courses in creative writing at the local community college, which I did. I really enjoyed the course. I quickly decided I didn't want to write for children, Yeah. but I was enjoying taking this course. So I thought, oh, what do I like to write? And I thought, well, I read mystery novels, so maybe I'll try writing a mystery novel. So it all started from there. How cool. And so which one, what was your first published book? My first published book was called uh, Scare the Light Away. And the second was Burden of Memory. They were published by Poison Pan Press, who most of your listeners are probably well acquainted with. Right. Uh, they were standalone psychological suspense. Ooh, okay. Uh, so I did that. So I did those two books for them. Then I did uh, an eight-part police detective series, police procedural series called uh, Constable Molly Smith series, also for Poison Pan. Okay. I did one other standalone for Poison Pen called More Than Sorrow. At the same time I was doing that, I wrote a four-part series of, uh, set during the Klondike Gold Rush in 1898. Which I was, saw those, yeah. And I also wrote novellas for adult literacy. And then oh. quite by sort of almost accident, I fell into the cozy world. So I now write cozy mysteries. I like the cozies because you know it's all going to work out in the end, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Versus like the psychological thrillers, you're never quite sure what's going to happen, and exactly. which is why people yeah. like them. So, well, actually, yeah, and I've gotten certainly in the in the past, I would get emails from people saying that they like them. But over the last year, year and a half, with the pandemic, and particularly, you know, people being uncertain of what's happening and that, I got a lot more letters from people saying how much they enjoyed reading this kind of book. That you know, and when when you know, they would watch the news and it would just be upsetting, and and yeah. so they would like to down with the book where they knew everything was going to be everything was going to turn out okay and exactly exactly and that's that was part of why I started my book club is because I knew I wasn't the only one who wanted to read these books that you know everything's going to be okay in the end and in the process of reading it you're gonna go somewhere and since we were all stuck at home for the most part yeah also cozies are about basically basically nice people or at least well-meaning people living in a fairly nice world they live in a nice town nice job and they have good friends and then you know somebody dies or is murdered and and it's up to them to put their nice world back to rights again uh so there so the idea also is that there is something that 
that you can do, you the character, that you can put your world back to rights and you can yeah. make things all better for everybody once again. Yeah, and it's usually not one of your favorite characters that dies. In those, oh those. yeah, oh, definitely not. You know, nor is it going to be the cat or the dog either. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. So you also have a Sherlock series, right? That's right, I also write the Sherlock Holmes bookshop series. And tell me, tell me a little bit about that one. Okay. That sounds really interesting. It's a cozy series as well. It's got a little bit of an edge. There are seven, no, the seventh book I think is coming out in January. It, it's set in Cape Cod, a fictional town in Cape Cod called West London. And in the, the main character owns the Sherlock Holmes bookshop in Emporium. And she's the half owner of Mrs. Hudson's Tea Room, which is located next door. Okay. And I always think they're cozy with a little bit of an edge because the character is, uh, so that it follows most of the, the standards of the cozy mystery. But the character herself has a little bit of an edge because she's the Sherlock Holmes character. Okay. So the main character is named Gemma Doyle. She's come from England to help run her uncle Arthur's a bookshop she thinks like Sherlock Holmes she acts like Sherlock Holmes she has the Sherlock Holmes mindset which means that she can be a little bit of a prop sometimes she doesn't think people are following her thought process fast enough or things like that right. um, but actually she's still like a cozy character you know with a nice circle of friends and she works in a nice bookshop but she's got that Sherlock Holmes mind plus you know I throw in a lot of Sherlock Holmes references that you don't have to embrace <laughs> You don't have to be a fan of Sherlock Holmes at all or read any of the books or anything to follow my books. But I threw a few little Easter eggs in, you know, things like there are 17 steps in the shop between the ground floor and the first floor. And at 221B Baker Street, there are 17 steps. Yeah. So, so little, fans of Sherlock Holmes will recognize these things. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's fun. I like that. And so that one is up in Cape Cod then? That's up in Cape Cod, yes. Nice. And then the lighthouse library series is set in the outer banks yes that's right okay yeah. and so tell me how that one came about well the lighthouse library series is actually uh was work for hire originally from penguin so when i said how i sort of fell into writing cozies um that is actually what happened i was asked to to do a proposal for a series for a work for hire for kensington and uh, for people who've done a work for hire is actually quite not for kensington for penguin a work for hire is actually quite common much more common than people realize and what that essentially means is the publisher comes up with the very vaguest outline of the idea so because it's their idea they own the copyright ah okay, okay so um the best examples by far are nancy drew and the hardy boys right there's been a oh i don't know how many countless people name themselves carol and keen and write nancy drew books because it's work for hire interesting um, yeah, so they own the, the copyright penguin, the publisher owns the copyright. Anyway, so all that means is that they gave me this idea and the idea, so they gave me the setting, the, the lighthouse, the actual setting, which is a real play, the Body Island Lighthouse. Yeah. So library in it that the character would have come from Boston, which she was settling in. And maybe the plot would have something to do with um, Jane Austen first edition books. I love and then, that, yeah. And, and then it was kind of left up to me to carry on, which is what normally happens, right? So okay. it works in every single way, like any other contract, except the author doesn't own it. So they knew they wanted this to be a series versus... They, yeah. So they knew they wanted this series, so I had a contract for three. And then there was the 
if some of your listeners might remember what called the Great Cozy Massacre at Penguin five years or six years or so ago, where they just slashed their line, like just slashed, nine, you know, 90% or something of the cozies they let go, including the Lighthouse by Brewster's. Okay. So there's like only three published by uh, by Penguin. But what was extremely unusual is that they agreed to give me the copyright to it. And they don't normally do that. So I am still writing those. Um, so I took those two uh, crooked, it's actually crooked, crooked lane books initiated Penguin giving me back the copyright because they wanted to publish it. So there are now eight uh, Lighthouse okay. Library books out. I am contracted for at least two more. So there are going to be 10. That's awesome. I'm still, I'm still writing those under the pen name of Eva Gates. So when I got the copyright, I could have started using my own name, which is Becky Delaney. But we just thought that would be too confusing. So I still- yeah, right. Okay. Okay. I was curious about how that came about. And that makes so much sense. I'd never even been to North Carolina. I never, I had been to North Carolina, never been to the Outer Banks until I started writing those books. So I thought, well, I guess I better go down and see what it's like. I guess I better see it. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a beautiful area, the um, National Seashore and yeah, the lighthouse. because that book, that, that series is set in a, not just a real place, but in a real building, the Body mm-hmm. Island Lighthouse actually exists, although it's, you know, nowhere near big enough to have a library yeah. and all that stuff in it. Uh, so I have been there. Uh, so I climbed up to the top and it's really neat. The view is really neat. So so accuracy of the location is is really important because it is a real place. So I can't exactly. just make, make some stuff up, but not much. You know, Nags Head, they go into Nags Head to do things and they drive down the road. And now Lucy in, in the eighth book, you know, she's moving and, and they've bought a house. So the house is on a real street. I won't number it. It's not one, two, three Main Street but it is on a real street that actually exists that you can look okay. it up. That's and cool. The location accuracy is more important in that series because it is set in a real place. Whereas right. my other books are also some sort of fictional place. And did the publisher want it set in a real place? I mean, was that... Oh, yeah, the Body, the body Island Lighthouse, the actual Body Island Lighthouse was... Right. And they yeah. wanted that specifically. Is that, okay. Yeah. Specifically, okay. they wanted that, yeah. Very good. So the Klondike series... How did that come about? That was just an idea I had. I, um, the, the, the story of Klondike to me is really amazing. You know, the, this is 1898. He had all of these people that just set off, like thousands and the hundreds of thousands of people set off from the cities to head up to the far north. And I mean, quite many of these people had never been out of the city before. I mean, you know, they had no idea what they were doing. And the whole thing is absolutely fascinating that the hundreds of thousands set off not that quite a lot if not most of them turned around a lot of them never even left seattle a lot of people got to dawson city and turned around and left it was just so hard the getting there was almost as if it was enough right that that they did and of the ones who stayed very very few never made any any riches that the people that really made the money were the the, the prospectors who were there right at the beginning. Okay. okay. They first discovered gold, the ones that could get there fast enough. They're the ones that made the money. And after that, the ones that made the money were what they called mining the miners. That's for the people that ran the dance halls and the, and, you know, and the restaurants and boarding houses or sold them. Get equipment. some of their, their piece of the gold. <laughs> That's right. So it was just amazing stories come out of that. And I just thought, you know, there's something I could really do with that. So I invented a woman who owns a dance hall. She's got a mysterious past. She arrives there with a 12 year old son in tow. And, you know, she sets up this dance hall and she's the self-proclaimed most beautiful woman in the Klondike. <laughs> I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. So had you been up there before? 
I've never been before. I did okay, when I started writing the book, so I've been a few times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Dawson City is still a fabulous place. White, White Horse is the capital of the Yukon. It is a really interesting place, but Dawson City is where the, the focus of the, of the gold okay. rush was. And it's still amazing to see that a lot of those buildings are still there. A lot of those old pioneer towns, skag mining places, or gold mining towns, Skagway, for example, burned down. Uh, okay. But Dawson City never did have a fire. So a lot of those original those buildings are still there. And they're like this, almost a 45 degree angle as they're all tipping in towards each other because of the wow. permafrost, you know, sort of shifts the building. And it's absolutely amazing. It's that's really, really cool. That's yeah, really cool. So the um, Smith and Winter series, you had mentioned that briefly earlier. Where is that one set up? That's set in a fictional town called Trafalgar, British Columbia, which is actually based very closely on Nelson, British Columbia, uh, okay. which is in the British Columbia interior. One of my daughters lives in Nelson, and I go there quite a lot. I always set my books in places that I want to go, right? Because if I don't want to go and visit, why would I bother? Exactly. Um, yeah, fairly, um, I'm not writing those anymore. There are eight books in that series. A fairly... Not cozy by any means. They're definitely on the gritty side because they're about yeah. you know, police, what police officers do. And the main character is a young woman who's just started uh, starting on the police force. And it's kind of over the eight books sort of, you know, develops in her career and in her personal life and, and that sort of thing. So it's just okay. a little bit, they're definitely on the darker and the grittier side um, than the, book, the cozy books that I'm writing nice. down. Okay. And then you have a Christmas series. A year-round Christmas series. Uh, that's very cozy, very cozy. It's in the name, like the first one's called Rescue Murder Gentleman, and one of them is called Hark the Herald Angels Slay, and the covers are all, you know, pretty Christmas scenes, <laughs> and uh, they're very cozy. And it's set in a town called Rudolph, New York, set in upstate New York, where they call themselves the America's year-round Christmas destination. And it's nice. and it's all Christmassy and it's all fun. And the main character owns like a, a Mrs. Claus's Treasures, which is a gift store. And she has a, a Matterhorn, uh, Matterhorn is her dog and it's St. Bernard. She owns a China shop, and, you know, St. Bernard in a China shop. That's kind of the joke. Um, <laughs> and they're, they're cozy and they're fun. And I think that's they're, awesome. Okay. Yeah. There was like three or four in that one so far, right? Uh, five. Five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there are five books in that series so far. Yeah. So I actually, I'm writing. I'll mention there. So I actually write five. Oh, I have five cozy series now. Wow. There's the Sherlock Holmes bookshop series. There's the year-round Christmas series. Um, the Lighthouse Library series. We mentioned those. There's also the Tea by the Sea mystery series from Kensington. And there's the brand new uh, Catskills Summer Resort series, the first one of which just came out last week. Very so, cool. So tell me about that one then. So that's um, set in 1953 in the Catskills. Yep. Uh, you know, sort of think Dirty Dancing, Marvel. Exactly. I was just thinking that, that actually. Exactly what it is. You know, another cozy series. This character's come from New York City. Her mother, who's a um, a retired Broadway dance star, has lost all her money. Her third husband ran off with all of her money. And then she inherited this, this Catskills resort. So my character has come to run it for her mother. And it's just, well, I hope it is, just drenched in the 1950s. You know, the, the food and the drinks and, the, and that whole... Catskill atmosphere, right? With these big resorts with all these people that came with their children right. and generations of people coming to these places. And you have all the, the entertainment groups and all these hotels around. And all that was something new to me, something new for me to learn. Right. Um, you know, so I did a lot of research into that. And the series has been called Pitch Perfect, I will say. That is cool. Uh, 
That was great. Plus, it's a it's a really great setting for cozy. And one of the things that's actually great about writing a book set in 1953, I don't have to worry about any of that pesky forensic stuff or the internet or right. anything like that, right? <laughs> Nobody has a cell phone. No. Uh, you know, one place, for example, she phones, she knows absolutely for sure who did not commit the murder because she phoned him in New York City and he answered the phone. <laughs> Therefore, not in the Catskills, right? That's exactly. And that's actually, a, as, a, as a writer, that's actually a bit of a relief. Not don't worry about any of that stuff. And the state police are called. The state police get lost because they can't find the town. So they don't no GPS. They don't have a GPS for car. You know, that's awesome. <laughs> I don't think I ever said the name of the book. Deadly Summer Nights is the first book in that series. And what is the name of the series? Catskill Summer Resorts Mysteries. Okay. And then you had mentioned another series a coastal one tea by the sea yeah oh the tea by the sea yeah i write those for kensington uh those are also set on cape cod and it's exactly what it says the character owns a tea room traditional english style afternoon tea room where she serves tea that's the only one of my books that has recipes in it because fun. i knew the things that you would get at afternoon tea so she serves you know it's an afternoon tea shop and it's also set on the uh, same property as her grandmother's b and b and one of the things that you kind of need in any kind of an amateur sleuth book is a constant turnover of people. Right. You need, you know, you need victims, you need suspects and, and reasons for people to do that. So that's why B&Bs tend to be Makes popular. Makes sense, yeah. Why tourist towns are popular places to set a mystery, so you get a lot of uh, Yeah, turnover. a lot of new people to kill off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, it's just a, just a nice, fun, cozy series called it's the Tea by the Sea Mysteries. The first one in that is called Tea and Treachery. And the second one came out in the summer and it is Murder in a Teacup. I like the titles in Cozy Mysteries are always so fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, one thing I, I feel Cozy Mysteries are, there's nothing pretentious about them at all. You know, by looking at the cover, you know, by hearing the title exactly what kind of a book it's going to be. And that's... Well, you, you know, know, in the first chapter, more than likely, you're going to have a murder. Fairly early on. Yeah, you. I mean, it's you're not waiting for this person to die. That's story is figuring out the who done it, and yeah, right, I kind right. of enjoy that. I mean, you know, going into it, there's gonna be a murder, right? <laughs> so yeah. that's that's pretty cool. So, how many books do you write in a year? I guess pretty much. Yeah, four four books a year. So one for out. each of the series each year. Yes, that's right. One for each of the series. Yeah, and then does the book each book come out at a different one each quarter kind of a thing so that you're always I have, yeah I have three different publishers so they're not working together yeah they usually come out uh, roughly one a quarter is actually a good way of saying I don't know if it's planned that way I don't the only ones that are really planned uh for the date is um the Sherlock Holmes books come out at the beginning of January because January the 6th is recognized as Sherlock Holmes's birthday awesome okay many people don't know that <laughs> I, yeah how interesting <laughs> Even the Christmas series, sometimes a couple of times they came out in August or beginning of September, which I didn't necessarily. Yeah, that, I, I find that curious. I would think that they would yeah. come out like this time of year, October-ish. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so they pay, the four books are usually paced fairly well throughout the year. And so when you do these cozy mysteries, do you kind of have an idea of the progression that's going to happen? Very, very, I, you know what, to almost to the same, no, once in a while I've had, had a rough idea, but I don't really know. Okay. Uh, you know, I like to just let it flow as it comes. 
Yeah, that's cool. So when you write a mystery, you obviously have to have somebody who's murdered and then somebody who's done it and then a whole bunch of potential suspects. That's yep, that's right. And so do you kind of have a plan for all of that when you go into a story? Yeah, I, I do actually, the answer is sort of half and half because I, I do outline, but I don't start my outline until I've started the book. So I will okay. start the book. You imagine, you know, blank computer screen, page one, chapter one, and start right from there with nothing more than the most two word sort of idea in my head. And I'll start it from there. So I'll just start it from there. And I start writing for maybe, you know, maybe three chapters, something around that, just to get the, the characters in my head, particularly the, you know, the, guest characters as we could call them the okay. rough idea why there's going to be a murder who's going to be murdered get that in my head sometimes I'll write up until the person is murdered and then I stop and then I outline what's going to happen in the rest okay. of it yeah and do you yeah. ever have to go back and change like make it's sure so this conversation <laughs> happened or that kind of stuff oh oh absolutely because <laughs> you know I do do an outline but it's not that intensely detailed right. and certainly I got to a point whereas today I'm on my third uh, draft of the okay. show, I'm writing right now, and all of a sudden I thought, "Oh my gosh, there's some. There is. There's a, a giant plot hole. Heaven's sakes, which I, <laughs> which shouldn't happen this late, but it did. Um, so now I've got everything. What am I going to do? Filling in this giant plot hole. So, oh yeah, stuff. And then sometimes I'll get stuff from my editor who'll say, "Oh, there's this giant plot hole. You know, there's no reason behind why so and so's done this. Yeah. So it's, you have to go back and story. add." Oh, and add something or, okay. you know, there's not enough suspects. I've had to kind of invent new characters, right? Not usually, but that has, I think that happened at least once. They said, you need somebody else. Oh, God, I got to, you know, stuff somebody else in this. <laughs> it all pans out in the end for some strange reason. It, it, they come together well, and that's the fun mm -hmm. of reading them, I guess, huh? That's, that's a lot of fun. So you've got, let's see, your cat skills one just came out. Yes, that's right. And what else have you got coming out or that has come out this year? What have you got on tap so, that just came out? Right. So this year, uh, what was first? The Sherlock, oh yeah. The, so there's a Sherlock Holmes book in January. There okay. was last in, uh, last January. And there'll be another one in January. January, which is called A Three Book Problem. Based on, as, as we know, Sherlock Holmes always, you know, called something a three pipe problem, meaning it Smoked three pipes while I thought of it. So this one's called. I love that. Okay. There was a Lighthouse Library book this year, which was called Deadly Ever After. Uh -huh. uh, then there was the Tea by the Sea mystery, Murder in a Teacup, and then Deadly Summer Nights for the Catskills Resort mysteries. And so is and that your last one for this year? Or that's the last one for this year was Deadly Summer Nights. So nice. my, the next coming out will be a three book problem. This okay. Is in Awesome. And so which, what book or what series are you writing right now? At the moment, I'm writing the next Sherlock Holmes bookshop one after a three book problem. As, as you're reading, okay. you know, publishing works like up to two years About ahead. About a year ahead of time. Well, it'll be finished a year ahead. So, yeah. So, you know, my book is next book is due in January and it's Sherlock Holmes bookshop mystery as yet untitled, but that's what I'm working right. on. Right. Right. Yeah. Awesome. How fun. Okay. Thank you so much for your time today. I really enjoyed this. Thanks so much for talking to me. I, it was great. Anytime. Anytime at all. Thanks for joining me today on the Literary Escapes podcast. This episode was a clip of the interview I did in my membership book club, the Literary Escape Society. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to join the full interviews live, 
come check out the Literary Escape Society. We are a community of travelers who love books, or maybe book lovers who love to travel. Either way, if you need an escape, a literary escape, come join us as we read our way around the world together, one book at a time. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Literary Escape Society. And we'll see you next time on the next episode.